Hello and welcome to Game On presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And today we will be talking about Assassin's Creed Rogue, developed by Ubisoft Sophia, published by Ubisoft. And this was a listener request. Yes, yes it was. Yeah, we have I'm actually of- honestly kind of surprised I, n- I never played it. It is a full console game and I, I've kind of tried to play every single one of them and so I was really surprised like like oh fuck i never i've never played this one (laughs) yeah i hadn't played it either i remember when it was coming out um you know the idea was you were an assassin turned templar and that that sounded like a really cool um you know concept concept thank you i forgot the word that's all right um but yeah so one of our listeners he reached out to us on facebook brought up that he was you know he was enjoying the assassin's creed series that we were doing um but was curious about why we weren't touching on this one we all we kind of spoken about that we were really only kind of focusing on the quote-unquote like numbered main story games yeah you know we hadn't talked about rogue we hadn't talked about liberation we didn't really talk about any of the side scroller ones yeah um but as we've been saying if there's something that you want us to talk about we will certainly do it and this is what became of it so yeah we uh as soon as we got the request in we downloaded the game bought it for 30 bucks yeah <laughs> which i was kind of surprised i'm like man it's still 30 dollars <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i think i got this um, I think it was like one of like the free downloads on Xbox. Oh, okay. So I think I, yeah, think- and I played on PlayStation. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, that's our thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I don't remember much about, like I said, I mean, I remember the, like the premise when it was coming out, but that was, and, about you know, it. I think that was it, what it was. It was the premise. I did not like the premise of an assassin turning Templar. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really care for it in Assassin's Creed three with Hatham. Mm-hmm. Um and I was kind of like I don't all right. It's interesting and it's bound to happen. That's the thing is when you have two world organizations like the Assassins and the Templars, crossovers bound to happen. Um what's her name? Lucy. Mm-hmm. Right? She was a Templar that was acting as a double agent and being an assassin and but really a triple agent and actually was an assassin and I, I don't know she was a she was a templar pretending to be an assassin pretending to be a templar yeah is i think is how that went yeah and it but it was weird but she, ultimately she was a templar that infiltrated the assassin order and then while infiltrating the assassin order realized that she was more of an assassin yeah and she believed a lot more of what the assassins believed so we had already seen it once before and i think the big thing there was it was like well no she came to the good team <laughs> and um as i've gotten older and played these games kind of realized there there is no good or bad no team in assassins and templars they're, they're trying to achieve the same end through different means mm-hmm. and good and evil is a matter of perspective yeah right but yeah, I was I was excited. I was excited that he reached out to us. I was excited that he was like, "Hey, I really want you guys to review this game. It's one of my favorite games. Um, can you do one?" And we were like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> like, let's do more. We are at a time right now in the gaming industry where there's a lot coming out, but nothing good. <laughs> um, well, and I. Uh, I shouldn't say that. Each to their own, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry, I'm not going to do a podcast on Farming Simulator 2021. Yeah. Like, my John Deere ain't that awesome. <laughs> uh, 
And so, like, and that's the problem that's coming across. Even with E3, there wasn't a lot announced that was going to be like, hey, here's what's coming out this year that I was kind of like, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, So, yeah, definitely continue with the recommendations. We are more than happy to do it. We are, I wouldn't say in desperate need of content, but we we would love to do what you guys want to hear. Yeah. So with that, I didn't really know about the game. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have any like before it came out type of comments. Like, as I said, I heard about it. I wasn't like a big fan of the concept. So I basically almost immediately wrote it off. Mm-hmm. Right. Didn't do a whole lot of research into it. What about yourself? Do you have anything before the game came out? No, like I like I said, I knew that it was coming out. I knew it was about an assassin turned Templar. I thought that was going to be really interesting. And I knew that he had like a rifle. Like that was the other big thing was that they introduced a rifle. Yeah. And yeah. And then it just, I never got around to playing it like ever, you know, I mean, Black Flag come uh, came out and I was like, well, this is cool. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see a lot of that in this. And when did this one come out? Um, in, the, in the line of succession, uh, November 11th, 2014. Um, that was before Black Flag, wasn't it? I want to, I just want to. So, okay. So Black Flag did come out before Rogue. Did it? Yeah. Okay. So I, I guess I was wrong there. I guess, yeah. Yeah. October 29th, 2013 is when Black Flag came out. Um, and that was after Assassin's Creed 3, because, of course, Black Flag is Assassin's Creed 4. Mm-hmm. Black Flag. Yep. Um, and Rogue takes place in between them, mm-hmm. because Black Flag chronologically takes place before 3, which is where it gets a little confusing, because up Woo. until then, I don't... Like, it was... It was progressive in the storyline and the history. Like, yeah. you know, you have um, one that was back in like the 1800s, two that was during the Renaissance, three that was during the Civil War. It was advancing through history. And then you have four that went, wait, nope, this was happening before Civil War. You mean American Revolution? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That one. <laughs> Not Civil War. Revolution. Assassin's Creed Civil War. That would be interesting. <laughs> I'd play it. <laughs> of course, I'd play it. Oh, my God. I would play that. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> um, a lot, lots of very conspicuous-looking trees, perfect for climbing and running. Like, <laughs> nah. Uh, but, like, so... And, and you can feel it in this game, right? When I played it, I was like, I can feel very much Assassin's Creed 3. Mm-hmm. More specifically 3. And I think a big part of that is because... That's where, like, your home base is, where Achilles is, which is, you know, Connor's mentor um, at his his home in Massachusetts. Um, I hate saying that state's name because I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Um, but, like, so, and it, it does a, a lot of the same kind of, like, ship customization as 3 did. Uh, a lot of the same weapons customization and upgrades that three did mm-hmm. like it. I feel like they started making it shortly after three. You mean four? No, three. Oh, oh, oh okay. I know what you mean. Like, I feel like they started making rogue after three 
but didn't finish until after four mm. was put out. Gotcha. Because there's a lot more that's reminiscent of three than four. Mm, okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they have some of the sailing mechanics that four had, like where you can sail around, you're picking up cargo and your ship to ship battles and everything. And that was cool. Mm. Like, so the mechanics just to give you where I felt right you had the same kind of land and development mechanics as three, and you had the sea warfare mechanics of four. Right. So they almost like tried to take the best from both of those games and put them into this one. Mm -hmm. And I think it turned out all right. Like I had some issues. Um, I don't want to climb things, but then I remembered, Hey, that's the same fucking issues that I had in three yeah. and four. <laughs> like, where you're running along because you want to run up to a chest to open the chest and you just kind of like climb over the chest. <laughs> run on top and of I'm it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I remember this. <laughs> this is, this is fucking annoying. <laughs> um, and then they put in a shit ton of collectibles, mm -hmm. which was also kind of cool. Uh, what was your thoughts as far as game mechanics go? Yeah. I mean, I booted it up and it immediately felt like Assassin's Creed four to me, which, you know, I mean, everybody who listens knows that that's my favorite one. Of so the you, series. it felt more of four to you than three. Absolutely. And I see. And it felt more mm. three to me. That was, that was the, the big vibe difference. Like I just, I felt more of three. I wish it felt more like four. Yeah. Cause I like four. <laughs> I love four, but it, it definitely felt more like three. Just it just in the way that the mechanics worked. I yeah, guess. it just no. I it's you know I mean it's um the 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 best thing I can say is that it it was trying to tell its own story, but it was doing it in a playground I'd already been in. Yeah, and this is a problem for me, and I know that this kind of makes me a little biased because. I've said it before. If a game I'm playing makes me think of another game that I like more that I'm going to be constantly thinking about that game. So I was you trying to play this one. And I was trying really hard not to compare the two and be like, well, this one isn't four because four lets me do this or four feels like this. I really had to look at it on its own merits. Um, well, and that's where I, that's where I said, like, I feel like they started developing it shortly after three mm. because there were things that felt more clean and crisp in four right like if they had started developing it after four then i think the mechanics in this one would have been a little bit smoother because four fixed a lot of the mechanics yeah and like even in the sea warfare it's like they incorporated the sea warfare and it was originally intended for this game to come out before black flag did but just didn't make the mark because black flag c mechanics felt cleaner to me the graphics felt better to me um like i even loaded up black flag to kind of compare the graphics and i felt that black flag's graphics were better than rogue mm -hmm. um so i that that's where i got the idea of like maybe they started developing this before black flag came out you know maybe they started developing black flag in this at the same time and we do know activision not activision ubisoft um, ubisoft fuck sorry guys <laughs> ubisoft they have the various different teams and that's how they're almost able to put out an assassin's creed game almost every year right yeah because they've got two teams working on games at the same time and 
So I think that that was basically it was like, okay, guys, here's our idea. This team gets this one. This team gets this one. Go. Mm -hmm. And they were sharing information, but one just kind of refined it a little better than the other. Yeah. Because you're right. When I was in the boat, when I was traveling on the sea, I was like, man, I want to play Black Fire. (laughs) I want to like... I there was sea shanties and everything like that, which I loved. It was part of what I loved about Black Flag. Um, there were ship to ship battles. You could raid. It, it, that aspect of it was just like Black Flag to me. But I think Black Flag did it better, which is weird considering this one came out after. Yeah, and so yeah, I. I got hung up on a couple of the things like I didn't like the character mechanics, your your controls, your fighting and everything from three. Mm-hmm. And that's what it felt like when I was fighting people. It was very more three than four. Yeah. And you know how they kind of they upgrade stuff. They change things. They do different things with each Assassin's Creed game as far as your fighting style goes. Mm-hmm. And I just like, hey, yep, this is three. This is three. I remember this. But I didn't get any of like the cool finisher combos that you get in three. Did you when you were playing through like three? I remember being able to like have a person shoot somebody with a musket and then like kill him and take the musket and ram it into somebody else. And I could kill three guys with one finishing. move. Yeah, I didn't do any of that in this one. When I was, I was like, oh, no. And 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 if you remember in three, like certain arenas had like interactable environments that you could like have guys and you could do like finishing moves, like slam their head and head into tables and stuff like that. And there were moments like that in this. So I, I can see where you're coming from saying like, you know, there are aspects of three. There was one fight I had where basically it was like, you can only damage this guy by pushing him into like a table and stuff like that. So, you know, yeah, I get where you're coming from. So yeah, it's this weird mix of like three and four, three and four kind of come together with a brand new story. And speaking of story, Hey guys, just want to give you a heads up. From here on out, there's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. Let's get into it. Okay. Do you want to go? You You want me? You can do this one. Okay. So you start off by playing a character named Shea Patrick Cormack, right? And he's basically a new recruit in the Colonial Brotherhood of Assassins, right? Which we met, kind of. In Assassin's Creed 3, we meet Achilles and mm. we find out that Achilles, kind of, he was an assassin, he has a past and now he's crippled and he hasn't been able to do anything, but you don't really find out a whole lot about his past in 3, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't really want to talk about it. Um, This kind of gives you more of his past, right? So you, you play Cormac and he's just he's a new recruit and he's cocky as fuck and he basically feels like oh he's better than everybody else so he doesn't have to train as hard as everybody else does and everything like that right um he ends up getting custody of the morgan 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 yeah yeah it's and and this is probably one of my first moments of like kind of cringe at the game right like if you were like how you get your ship, if you remember in Assassin's Creed four, the way you get your ship is you're captured by the Templars. You're put on a slave ship. You're down in the hold with Ottawale and you're like, Hey, let's break out and steal a ship and get out of here. And there's this really cool sequence where you break free, you escape the ship and then you're in a fleet of ships in a storm and you're jumping from ship to ship. 
And at the very end, you you take the ship that's in the front and that's the ship that becomes the Jackdaw. So there's like this really intimate way that you get your ship and it's a way to connect you. Yeah. In this, it's like, boom, here's your ship. Yeah, there, there's there's five soldiers right there. Kill them and take their ship. Like it just seemed a little too fast, and it happens within the first ten minutes of the game. Yeah, you know. Whereas in the other one, right? Yeah, oh, it's you're on the it's like an hour. Yeah, you're on the island. You kill the other. You kill the assassin. You take his stuff. You go to Havana. You meet the people. They find out that you're a fault. Uh, you're a fake. Like there is time where you don't have the ship. So when you get it, it feels even that much better. Like like you achieved something mm-hmm. epic. And yeah, and fra- straight from the get go, you have this ship, and then they start teaching you how to how to drive the ship and, and all the stuff that you can do with the ship. And it, I was just kind of like, eh, yeah, eh. But um, you then dock the ship at Achilles' mansion, which you find out is basically the the headquarters for the Assassin Brotherhood, which you know from the third game. Right. Mm -hmm. And there you meet Adewale. And of course, he starts kind of talking about shit about Adewale and your mentor basically tells you which. uh, Yeah. Who's your mentor? Can't remember his fucking name. Um, But your mentor basically tells you, like, dude, that dude's legit. Yeah. Like he's he's one of the top assassins in the world. Like if he's here shit's going down Mm -hmm. and you basically find out that in the Haitian city of Port-au-Prince there has been a devastating earthquake while they were searching for one of the precursor temples which they believed contained a piece of Eden and um so like he he came here for help Mm -hmm. right while that's going on um you pose as a Templar courier, right? After you, like, I remember this weird training mission where you have to hit up with your three mentors and they teach you the basics, right? Of how to like assassinate, how to shoot your guns, how to reload, mm, how to sprint and mm, parkour. Yeah. Um, which I like, I like it when they incorporate the training and and how to learn how to control your character in the storyline of a game. So I did like that. But yeah, so then you go and you pose as a Templar courier and um that is supposed to deliver artifact and manuscript the artifact and manuscripts to Benjamin Franklin. Um who experiments with electricity on the artifact uh generate a map showing the location of all the other precursor temples, which we've seen before. Mm-hmm. We've seen this map in I, th- I think we saw it in the first game mm-hmm. at the end of the very first Assassin's Creed. He's holding the apple and boom, this map generates and it shows you all these little points around the whole world. Yeah. Of what you believe to be uh, precursors, right? He, of course, identifies one in Lisbon, which uh, Cormac is de- uh, sent to, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to retrieve the piece of Eden. However, when he gets there, he starts beginning to question the assassin's motives. And this is where it starts getting to be like one of the big problems that I have with the game from the get go. This kid is a smart ass. He's arrogant. He's cocky, but he never questions the motives. Mm-hmm. So when he starts questioning the motives, it's 
like a super slippery slope from here where it just again it happened so fast it like felt like 10 minutes boom i was i was an assassin one minute and then i went hmm are the assassins the right choice nope i'm a templar <laughs> which we know that was the point of the game right he goes rogue mm -hmm. like hence the rogue title <laughs> but they made it happen so fast like, yeah. I wish they would have played more on it. You know, like, even in 3 and 4, when you think of Haytham, right? Which, Haytham's in this game. Mm -hmm. When you think of Haytham, you think of his journey and the things that he's done between his assassin and Templar, and he talks a little bit more about it. I could see why Haytham switched from being an assassin to being a Templar. I have no idea why I did, and I played it. <laughs> Like I just played through why I did. And I, I, I basically just went, well, they're not going to let me do what I want. Hmm. And boom, I'm going to go tell mom. Yeah. So like you have to kill like pretty much a, this, this, yeah, they're ta they task you with killing this, basically this Templar commander who's dying. Um, so I guess that like is what starts it. Yeah. Because why are we going to kill a man who's pretty much dying anyway? But it's also like this, the assassin's MO, like their MO is to take out the people who are trying to do the bad stuff. Yeah. So like, and people who are dying tend to do the worst stuff yeah. because they know I only have so much time left to get this done. Yeah. And then, so, so then you, you are tasked to go to Lisbon and you find the the temple, the precursor temple, and you go to get the piece of Eden. And this was a really cool sequence. I will give them this. This was a lot of fun because there's a massive earthquake and you have to like run out of the city. And as you're running, the city's actually like folding in on itself. Yeah. And so you'll go from running on the street to running up a, a beam and going into a rooftop and going into a burning building and jumping out through a window and then jumping back down on the street and a building yeah. falls and you dive through a window and cut through the, the house. And it's got the, you know, the cinematic. It's very cinematic. Like it did feel like like this is one of those epic movie moments. Yeah, and I was like, okay, this is really cool. Like I'm having a lot of fun with this. This, you know, this is really neat. But then, like the whole, so this is what I got out of this, right? So basically, you end up going back to Davenport, and you say that piece of Eden that you sent me to get it destroyed the city. I bet that's what happened uh, in uh, Haiti, and we shouldn't do these anymore. So knowing full well that these specific artifacts that they're looking for are causing these earthquakes, the assassins are like, we don't care. Like, let's destroy these cities. We need to keep trying. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that they're doing. Like, that to me, like... It, I doesn't, it doesn't follow with what the assassin order in every other game has done. Yeah, it's all about... And when you do... Sorry. No, 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 you're fine. I'm sorry. sorry. What, there, is, there is a couple of them, right? Like, the... Um, the first game, mm -hmm. right? You're being sent out on missions, but then you soon find out that the missions you're being sent on are by a corrupt assassin leader. So what do you do? You kill the leader. Yeah. Because he's no longer doing things for the creed. Mm -hmm. He's doing things for himself. Yeah. And so like in those moments where you do find out like, oh no, the assassins are doing bad stuff. It's not the assassins themselves that are doing bad stuff. It's not that their creed is making them do bad things. Mm -hmm. It's one person. In this, it made it feel like the creed was the enemy. Yeah. 
I like assassins tactics in all of these games have always been pinpointed strikes to take down people in positions who are causing the problems. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like there's a, there's a woman in Egypt and she's using Lotus flowers to control the populace's mind. Okay. I go kill her. And by killing her, I have therefore stopped the production of this, this, you know, mind altering drug or whatever, like that kind of stuff. So I couldn't buy that. The assassins a would be like, Oh, there's an artifact that destroys an entire city. We need to go get those. I could in the sense of, we need to get those to keep them out of the Templars hands. But, but the way they went about it is what I have the problem with because I don't see them doing that. They do research. They do, they do studies. They, they calculate it out. They, they figure out what's the best way for we, us to do this. That has maximum effect with minimal casualties Mm -hmm. going in and grabbing it and running the fuck out of the city as it kills the entire city. Doesn't feel assassin to me. Yeah. And so Cormac's, a uh, whole motive for turning like to me felt kind of flat. Yeah. Like I wish there would have been. Well, so, so sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, finish, finish. <laughs> so, I keep cutting you off, but go ahead. <laughs> You're very excited. I am. <laughs> no. So like, like something that I, I thought of while I was playing, I was thinking maybe like instead of the, the piece of Eden just like causing a massive earthquake, mm-hmm. have it be that Davenport, like, is concerned that Cormac is going to maybe try to usurp him and he sends assassins to kill him. Like that's the kind of thing that I could see is that the assassins are turning their, are, are they're not turning their back on him. They're actively trying to kill him, which forces him to retreat. Not, Oh, I don't agree with your motives. And they're like, well, too bad. We're going to keep doing this thing. That doesn't make any sense. And him being like, well, then I'm leaving. And he runs away in this epic chase. Yeah. But a part of that was also the Templars wanted to talk Mm. and the assassins absolutely refused to talk with the Templars and Cormac didn't understand that didn't understand why are we not engaging with them in dialogue why are we not talking things out why are we not trying to figure this out together and the assassins are like because they're manipulative little assholes that we'll talk to them and then they'll stab us in the back the first fucking chance they get Mm -hmm. but Cormac kind of I don't feel like he he cared about that he was mainly focused on, no, you're okay with destroying millions of people and ran away. It, it felt like a five-year-old throwing a tantrum. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, all right, let's, uh, let's be Templars now. <laughs> well, to be fair, so as you're running away, you get shot and you fall into the cliff, you fall off a cliff and then you're picked up by this family in New York and you realize that, one of the Templar like generals um, is like friends of the family. He found you, brought you to them. And he basically like does his best to kind of like, Hey, see Templars aren't so bad. I know who you are, but we saved you. Let's have a dialogue. And with Cormac's, uh, you know, his ideals, I, I bought this, that he would be like, okay, fine. I'll hear you out. Like you saved me. Clearly you're not hostile. I'm not hostile to you. We can have a dialogue. Yeah. So I get, I get that. And in that, yeah, he's like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll help the Templars now. And then you get a gun. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've had a gun, but you get your rifle. Yes. You yes, get your you rifle. Get the rifle. That's that's the big difference because you you've had pistols. Mm-hmm. Now you get your rifle. Um and so like 
that's where I was just kind of like, I don't, I don't really care for the game Mm -hmm. anymore. Like the mechanics have kind of gotten to me. It's kind of bugged me. This part of the storyline, it felt like it happened very quickly. Literally, I felt like 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and it was boom. I was an assassin 10 minutes ago. Now I'm a Templar. Like he has no reason to trust the Templars. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he like full bore goes, let's do it. Well, I mean, you could you could argue that they saved his life. Yeah, but so did the assassins, and they talk about that in the beginning of the game about how the assassin order saved his life. Well, but but he gave the assassin order a good fucking sixteen years before he was like, yeah, no, I'm out. <laughs> you know, and like all of a sudden he's just like, nope, I'm a Templar. And what what is it? One of the first things that uh, Shea becomes a full fledged member of the order. When he is introduced to Grandmaster Hatham Kenaway, mm-hmm. which Kenway, not Kenaway, Kenaway, Kenway, man, um, he's then sent to eliminate Adewale, mm-hmm. and that confused me a little. Like Adewale is alive. In the yeah, fourth game. Yeah, but this is this chronologically this takes place after four. Because Ottawale is much older and he's on his own now. He him and Edward have split off. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Never mind. I confused myself. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Um so what is it? Uh he eliminates Ottawale, Hope Jensen, and Louis Joseph Galtier de la Ver- Verende. Sure. Dry. Sure. Which these are all people that you, you meet. They like, they teach you, uh, Louis Joseph. He's, he's the, like the Frenchman, right. That hates him. They constantly butt heads. If I remember correctly. Right. Well, so here's, here's kind of where I have to go with my disclaimer. So my disclaimer is I got about 35% of the way through the game. Um, and then, uh, my girlfriend was uh, absolutely amazing and ended up get it, was able to find me an Xbox series X and gave it to me for my birthday, which was a couple weeks ago at time of recording. And well, a couple days ago at time of recording a couple weeks ago at time of release. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so I had transferred everything over to the new Xbox after I set it all up and this game just wouldn't work. Like I booted it up and it just was sinking, 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 oh. sinking. I turned it off and I let that go for about 15 minutes. Cause I was actually putting my laundry away. So I was timing it for the most part. So 15 minutes, it wouldn't sink. I got, I was able to get back into it. I got to play for a little bit longer and then I had to stop. And then when I went back into it again, it wouldn't sink. And I tried that probably three times and it just wouldn't work. So I know, obviously I know who Ottawale and hope is because hope is one of the people that teaches you in the tutorial section, but this Louis Joseph person, I have no clue. I don't remember meeting him. And if, is he not the the guy who's giving you shit about steering your ship and everything like that and learning how to be maybe maybe I'm getting them wrong. No, they're like maybe I'm mixing them up. You're talking you're talking the guy like in the wide brim hat who's your like first mate. No, oh. no, no, no. In the beginning of the game, before you actually get your ship. Oh, you free another person. He's like, what the hell are you doing here? Oh. You cost me my ship. Maybe that was him. I don't remember remember that guy's name. I don't either. And I thought it was that one. 
But I, I kind of jumped ahead of myself, right? Because we talked about how he he gets saved in New York, mm-hmm. right? And then um, he basically hears the Templars out. But before he becomes a, a, a full-fledged Templar member, he meets with Christopher Gist. Uh, he retakes the Morgan from the, the assassins mm-hmm. and agrees to assist the Templars um, despite learning that they, they're Templars because before at the first, he doesn't necessarily know that they're Templars. He then learns that the assassins are still looking for the pieces of Eden, which kind of piss him off because he's like, these, these are dangerous things and they're just trying to kill everybody Mm -hmm. and um, believes them to be a threat. So he could like full, that's when he full fledges like, Nope, I'm joining the Templar order. Yeah. Right. Which then he is sent down to kill uh colonial brotherhood assassins, Le Cheshire. And maybe that's the guy. I'm not sure. I just know he was French. <laughs> and uh Kesigawase. I don't know how to pronounce these oh, names. Oh yeah. Uh Kesigawase. That was the um that was the Native American assassin that was teaching you how to use the uh, trees and the oh okay yeah okay. hunting stuff yeah so he he then goes and kills those two so he's already killing friends mm-hmm. zero regard to it right yeah. like and that's again it, it just it kind of was like wow this is happening very quickly in my mind of just like boom 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 right mm-hmm. that's when he meets Hatham. And becomes a full-fledged Templar member. He's then sent to kill Adewale, Hope Jensen, and Louis Joseph. Right? Which basically leaves only two members of the American assassins alive. Achilles and Liam O'Brien. Which Liam O'Brien is the one that I originally mentioned is your mentor type deal. Yeah. Because he's also like your best friend and he's teaching you how to be an assassin and all this other stuff. He mm-hmm. also happens to be Achilles like right hand man. And so Shay and Haytham then chase them to the Arctic. Right. Yep. Uh, where the assassins have located another temple. Um, and then having basically killed most of the assassin expedition, Shay and Haytham enter the temple to find Liam and Achilles who realize that the artifact is as Shay basically mentioned and um, is basically a means to stabilize the world. So by removing it, it would cause earthquakes that would then kill the entire world. Right. Which they were their original thought was this is another weapon like the apple or the staff or any of the other the blanket yeah the shra- yeah the shroud the shroud there, there's a couple of them that are just weapons yeah. they're weapons and the spear that was it Leonidas's spear I was trying mm. to remember like there's a there's a stick with a pointy thing <laughs> uh, <laughs> the toothpick <laughs> toothpick. Uh. Yeah, so it's it's a means to like hold the world together, right? Yeah. Um, Achilles then tries to like attempt to stop Liam from taking vengeance. So he tries to stop Liam from like killing Shay, right? Mm-hmm. And during that little scuffle and everything, 
the artifact gets destroyed and the third earthquake is triggered this time in the arctic so it's not like it's killing anybody immediately all them penguins all them penguins then the four of them try to escape and of course shay and liam duel on the ice and liam is fatally injured and the two fall right mm. shay then makes his way back to the ship and a and arrives as Haytham overpowers Achilles, right? Because Achilles and Haytham are fighting. Mm. And Shay basically stops Haytham from killing Achilles and says, let's let's spare his life. Um, he still has knowledge that we need. He knows where the rest of the temples are type deal. So Haytham, like, cripples him, shoots and cripples him, which yeah. is the mm. Achilles that we know in three from three yep yeah that can't really do anything because he's a cripple yeah uh because he then goes back to his homestead in massachusetts and basically the next time you see him is three yeah uh the templars then set sail for home haytham tax tasks shay with retrieving retrieving the precursor artifact he spends the next 16 years hunting it down, right? Mm -hmm. uh, even, like, he's doing that even while the Templar influence in the colonies is basically destroyed by Connor because that's when Haytham goes to the colonies, has some hippity-dippity with an Indian lady, <laughs> and then leaves back for England, right? If you remember, and Connor's born and raised and all that other stuff. The final memories gradually reveal a mission to escort Benjamin Franklin through Paris in search of the precursor box that is a in the possession of Charles Darwin. No. Nope. Doran. Doran. <coughs> Dorian. Sorry. Dorian. Darwin. Maybe, maybe Charles Darwin. Come on. No, not even close to the same spelling. <laughs> I know. I, I, my brain immediately went there. You saw the D in the end and just filled in the blanks with Darwin. Yes. But he is a French assassin and the far, father of Arno Dorian, which is the protagonist of Assassin's Creed Unity, yeah. which is what was supposed to, like, it was supposed to tie together. Yeah, all of these games. Yeah, it ties together pretty much all four. You know, it, it ties together three, four, and Unity with Rogue. One, one whole story. Yeah, which I wouldn't know because I was never able to beat Unity, as we discussed in our podcast. Unity blows. Yep. Um, Shay then murders Dorian, taking possession of the box and becoming a senior member of the Templar Order. In the present day, uh. Oh, yeah, because we didn't actually talk about this. So this, like four, has very similar things where you're at Abstergo, the same Abstergo building that you are that you were in in, in four. Yes. And at certain points in the story, you're kicked out of the Animus to go run around and do these little hacking mini games in the Abstergo building that you're at. You're in and you're once again, a you know, you're the the as far as I'm aware, because like I said, I couldn't finish it. Unfortunately, you are just a voiceless faceless protagonist just like in four just like in four yeah um <clears throat> so yeah so in the present day you are working for abstergo you're just in the building it you did something that tripped a lockdown and then you're basically um having to go and clean up 
animus servers by living Shay's later memories, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Juhani Otso Berg, a senior member of the Templars, uh, later orders you to upload Shay's memories to the assassin servers in order to weaken their resolve by showing how close Achilles Davenport came to destroying the world with the assassin and the assassins betraying Shay. The Brotherhood responds by cutting off the communication in a mid credit scene. Berg thanks the players for their help and gives them a choice. Join the Templar order or die. The scene fades to black before the player's decision is shown. I did not watch that. As soon as the game was over, I basically went, thank you and good night. <laughs> um, because again, I didn't really care for the 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 players' world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was just kind of like, nope, I'm done. I, all right. I was sad to kill a lot of these people. <laughs> I was like, because there's some of them that you come across that are like in later games, or I should say earlier games that you're like, this is. This is my friend. <laughs> um, but like, it was fun. It, it, as I said, it reminded me a lot of three. Um, I didn't care much for three. The storyline had a lot of holes in it for yeah. me. A lot of holes. Like it, it just, it, it felt rushed. Like they were, they were trying to connect three major games with this one game. Right. Mm-hmm. They were trying to correct three black flag and unity. The problem is Black Flag and three were already connected. Yeah. Like at the very end of Black Flag, when he goes and meets Haytham's dad and Haytham as a child, you know, they're connected. Yeah. Like, boom, direct connection. And then on top of it, they're all connected. It's a fucking Assassin's Creed game. So I don't know why they necessarily felt the need to do this outside of the fact of like hey here's something cool let's take an assassin and make him a templar and have him fight other assassins Mm -hmm. and the problem is they didn't even take a full-fledged assassin he wasn't he wasn't even like from what i understood like i guess the best way to put it would be like an ordained member of the assassin's brotherhood right like, he was still a trainee. He was a recruit when he basically went, fuck you guys, I'm out. And so he didn't even know anything of any kind of consequence or substance, right? Mm-hmm. He basically learned the beginning of how to be an assassin. Well, Haytham could have taught a bunch of Templars the beginning of how to be an assassin. He at least made it to the full-fledged assassin, like, as an assassin before he decided to turn his back. You know, I, I just, I, I don't, I'd have been much more interested if you gave me Haytham, if I followed Haytham. Yeah. Right. And then tied that in with all three of the games, right? Like mm. using Haytham instead of Shay. I don't care about Shay. <laughs> Zero fucks given about Shay. But it wasn't a bad game. Like if you liked three, if you liked four, play it. You can have a lot of fun sailing around on the sea. You have a lot of fun with the game mechanics. You have a lot of fun with the combat. The storyline, I just felt kind of lacked a little. Yeah, and I think I would I would I would agree with you that, you know, on all those things that you say, 
the other stuff that they kind of incorporated, right? Because they did flip the script. Now you can do assassin interceptions where you, you know, you intercept a messenger pigeon. You know that an assassin is going to kill a person and yeah. you have to chase after the assassins. And there's areas where you go in and there are actual assassins hiding in bushes and hay bales and stuff like that. And you like, there's like a heartbeat detector monitor kind of like from the multiplayer of brotherhood. Yeah. And a lot of that to me, it just, a lot of that to me seemed like a little unnecessary, but I get where they were trying to go because they were trying to incorporate how, how can you as a former assassin now Templar, how can you be interacting with the assassins? So it makes sense to go to the bread and butter of like, there's assassins hiding in places and you have to find them. And so like, I get where they were going. I just didn't feel like they were executed that well. Yeah. You know, um, but, and again, I'm really sad that I couldn't actually get through the entire game. I was actually intrigued enough to keep going, even though I've already talked about some of the stuff that I had a gripe with, you know, the way you get the ship, the, what I but felt I, was like a lackluster, unbelievable story. And that's it. Like the storyline had plot holes, but the gameplay itself was actually pretty fun. It's fun. I, it's, it's it, again, right? Like you said, right? If you like Assassin's Creed's three and four, you're going to like this because it feels just like them. Yeah. And it's the same running and jumping and stabbing and all that fun stuff. And there's a lot of the same places. Too. Yeah. Of course, when you're at the mansion for Davenport, like, you know, all of that. Yeah. If you lived all through it with three. I had an issue with the graphics. I felt like the graphics just weren't as good as three or four. Um. And that's that's a personal gripe. Yeah. But of course, like I go back and play Final Fantasy VII original. I'm like, oh god, yeah, <laughs> kill me now. Yeah. If you have a hangup about graphics, you may not want to pick this one up. <laughs> yeah, because it it there are there there's some clunkiness with the graphics and everything. And there of course it, it the controls. Mm. There's some clunkiness with the control, but it, it feels like three and four. Yeah, I would say if you know putting this one on the list even with the mild exposure that I had with it, I would say this probably ranks about middle of the pack. You know, I mean, it's not, that's where I'd put it about middle of my list. It's, it's not the worst yeah. by any means. And I don't think it's anywhere close to the worst, but it's not my favorite either. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a good time again for, you know, for what I had with it, it was a good time. I just felt like it was, it was kind of like a, we're sticking with one idea and we're not really going to try to think outside that too much. And so they just kind of had to force things, you know, into it. It's yeah. like, you know, we're, we're going to make an, you an assassin that turns into a Templar and you need a boat. Well, let's just give you a boat. You know, like there was no extra thought. I also do like though, that, you know, in four, when you're sailing around the Caribbean, cause that's all just one giant area. Yeah. This had like multiple different areas that you would sail to all along the Eastern sea coast of the United States and stuff. And they were all decent size. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, like there was like an Arctic area where if you went in the water and you were in there for too long, you'd start taking damage that I thought that's was, where you start. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That's where you start is in like the northern part of the continent. And mm. yeah, I was like, why am I getting hurt? And I was like, oh, fuck, because I'm freezing. <laughs> yeah, oh, death. God, water cold. <laughs> I'm like, duh. You know, you yeah, you like, um, you know, but there's there's like, you know, there's like areas that are just kind of like. You know, you'll, you'll be sailing a pass. And it's like, well, there's a lighthouse and you can like stop and go to the lighthouse and check it out. And, you know, there, there may be some stuff there. So there was like really cool exploring options. Yeah. No, they did great as far as the world building goes. 
And like, I didn't have an issue with that, with the controls, with the combat, with the world building, with the world exploration. It was the storyline. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go into this world and be able to run around during this time period again and experience different things, because you do go to different places, experience different things, this is a great game to do it. And those are my final thoughts. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm, like I said, it's not my favorite, but it's definitely not the worst. It's worth checking out, especially if you haven't played it yet. It's fun to see old characters returning. Um, it's, you know, it's a, a an interesting way to tie it all together. Was it done the best? No, but it's still like, it's just good old fashioned Assassin's Creed rompy fun. Yeah. So... That's it for us. Thanks you guys for listening. I hope you appreciate. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank Whoa. you guys. For, yeah. Hope you appreciate what we do. I hope we do appreciate it. So thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you tuning in. We love seeing the numbers of everybody who's listening to us. Don't forget, check us out on Podbean and Facebook. Uh, uh, no, uh, Game on presented by No Tokens Required. You can go there. Let us know what you thought of this. We are happy to have that conversation. It, Give some recommendations. As you can see, we have no problem doing that. Yeah. We love it. So, but that'll do it for us. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And until next time, Game, game on. Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required for the no part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from no tokens required. <laughs> <laughs>